peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond the Top Secret Texan I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas, and it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you listeners, new and old, if this is your first episode, or going to be your last episode, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for the time you have given me, the attention you have paid, and the support you have either knowingly or unknowingly given me. Morally validating me and justifying these efforts as I reach you, the mission is accomplished. Thank you for those who consider to support and to follow and to share my content, my different channels online, wherever you may choose. social media sites of my links to those and all web activity such as my webpage can all be found through linktree slash beyond top secret texan linktree slash beyond top secret texan and you'll get my telegram instagram twitter now defunct but still viewable tiktok addresses uh, webpage which is uh podpage.com slash beyond top secret Texan instead of having to remember every single one of those which I have tried to simplify for just the ease of the layman out there hoping just to find uh, this golden needle in the haystack of lead uh, that is the internet conspiracy theory world or conspiracy podcast world with just making everything beyond top secret Texan at beyond top secret Texan or some derivative of that Twitter is at top secret Texan but the hashtag beyond top secret Texan is searchable as is the at beyond top secret Texan but to remember the link tree slash beyond top secret Texan link it's going to be the only thing you're going to need get to the gateway that is the Beyond Top Secret Texan content, the hundreds of podcast episodes, the hundreds of YouTube videos, the thousands of dark web videos shared on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And they'd all be yours if you just search through Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan 
find whatever you prefer. The podcast is available throughout the internet on every single major podcast hosting platform in existence globally. I am listened to in 82 different countries, and I am in the top 100 and a few dozen of those. So for my international audience, I thank you as well from the bottom of my heart. That means the world to me. No pun intended. Today we're going to be talking about a very serious subject. We're going to be talking about recent news and events in this very 3D terrestrial sphere. This black cube of reality that we are forced to live in and experience day after day after day. As is our destiny, as is our plight. This is our fate. Instead of delving into the realms of the extraterrestrial or into the realms of the purely occult and speculative, we are going to go into real recent news, real dire circumstances that are facing Americans, that are facing the peoples of the world, of the EU, of the BRICS nations, of the third world, of every single man, woman, and child alive today, all 8 million people, and counting, as it will no doubt shape the very futures of everyone born after this year. Twenty twenty two is the closing of an evil timeline originated in two thousand twelve by the machinations of CERN, Sarnernos, the stag, the horned, god of the horned Fomerian peoples that live in the subterranean realms below France, Switzerland, and the Alps nations. The very same enemy that one hundred years prior to the 2012 onset launched a deadly offensive against the peoples of the industrialized European nations, the Habsburg ruling families. In an interspecies war that was humanity's first modern recorded contact and conflict with ultra-terrestrials, crypto-terrestrials, and other subterranean or extraterrestrial beings. It is a war they were defeated in, meaning humans achieved victory, not only physically, but intellectually gaining the knowledge of not only their existence, but other species' existence in this ecosystem of intelligence, and learning that our place was not one of vulnerability, but one of power. Trying to ritualistically undo this event and employing their occult servants in Geneva, Switzerland the Fomerian survivors of the feudalistic ruling clans attempted a quantum leap type event where they would return to the past to correct their mistakes tactically ensuring their victory rewriting the last 100 years 
and basically cutting the tree of mankind down to the root using CERN and advanced rituals last seen on Earth during the Zoroastrian periods of the Anunnaki. And their modern day ziggurat known as the CERN campus they failed at this too having failed to utterly realize the impossibility of changing the quantum timeline in this way remember they're not more advanced or superior to mankind they are in fact in many ways inferior to mankind as demonstrated and proven in these two different occasions some say a continual quantum loop where they will always be defeated in 1912 extend out to 2012 return to 1912 to be defeated once again and constantly now in this quantum suicide of theirs but in one thing they did accomplish Whenever time travel is attempted, timelines basically swerve. They turn. They're twisted off main beaten pathways or pre-existing pathways ever so slightly. Ever so uniquely creating inferior copies of their original prime status. This isn't so much felt in the grandiose macro scale, say of a species destiny, say of a species evolving, or um, events, global events occurring or ceasing to occur, but rather in the micro, in the individual lives, in the quality of life, in the absolute detail of day-to-day life and living. And since 2012, we have been on a dark timeline, a shadow timeline, a timeline existing in the shadow of a greater, brighter, more glorious timeline, an original timeline that was meant to be, and we were experiencing the timeline that should not be. All the negativity that existed in the last 10 chronological years of the Gregorian calendar were but the shadows of the real timelines we unfortunately never had the luck of experiencing due to the attacks, due to the cruelties, to the evils, to the machinations of the Fomerian, the horned subterranean race of the Alpine European mountains. But... If you have survived and are listening to this, then you have survived the entirety of the dark timeline, or have been born, luckily, after such a tiny dark age. And now, exit that long night, once again to a glorious dawning season of summer.
given to that, though, it does not mean that it is a season of peace. But rather, given that in the last ten years we have lived in the darkness of a cave for all purposes, spiritually, being cast once more into the heat wave that is the jungle summer of real life, there will be an adjustment period. It will seem like a hardship, like a great evil cursed upon yourself. After having ten years lived in the darkness, the sunlight will blind your eyes. The sunlight will burn your skin. The heat will make you sweat. You will experience life to its fullest. And you will hate every second of it. As God intended. All that was kept from happening will happen like a tidal wave hitting the shore. Rains long since not fallen will flood areas of dried lake beds we built our cities and homes upon. And that reckoning is just the erasure, the cleansing, the reset of the dark timelines, events, constructions, and those that existed only within that timeline. The Great Reset, in other words, will appear as a great amount of evil and chaos, but it is a returning to the good. Just like the events of the Old Testament and the Torah and oftentimes include God's presence on earth with those of great plagues, curses, and trials. It is not an absence of God that forced Samson to knock down the columns of the temple of Dagon on the Philistine royal's heads. It was God that knocked down the columns on the royal Philistine's heads. It was not the absence of God that led Jesus through the streets carrying a cross and bleeding from the scourge wounds on his back. It was God that carried the cross for our salvation. These evils do occur. One of the evils will be the rightful and righteous civil war waged on American soil between its own neglected, discarded, and abused military class and caste against the Federal Department of Justice civilian cast of lawkeepers and otherwise sovereigns in America. 
This is a war between two evil factions. And it will proceed till one is destroyed. Two snakes eating each other. And one, as cast by Moses, will end up freeing a chosen people. A people whose fate is with destiny. The Americans. But will also help be the final nail in the coffin of a much more antichrist and evil system that we have grown to love, to nourish, and to cherish. That of the United States of America, the USA. USA. and will be the destruction of our country as we know it. This is the American War of the Roses. And it is on the horizon for this coming decade. Like 100 years ago, as time seems to fit the century cycle, of repetition of the 1920s the prohibition forced the social hegemony of law and order the creation of the FBI the creation of the civilian department of justice military class of badge holding secret police this would lead to the 1930s, the Great Depression, where they reset the American economy through natural disasters, specifically the Dust Bowl, to lay the foundations for the United States federal system as it exists today. This was imparted by a 16-year running presidency, four consecutive terms, unprecedented and never before repeated and now constitutionally illegal by a supreme demagogue known as FDR Franklin Delano Roosevelt puppet of the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds the Rose Velvet of the Roosevelt name is indicative of the occult group known as the Rosicrucians, a Kabbalistic sect of Catholics known as Gnostics. This is not a coincidence. There are no coincidences. So remember this moving forward, that I am not a victim of ignorance or extremism. I am not anti-American due to a inner discontent, but rather an acknowledged scholarly awareness that the nation that I was born into and sworn to defend against enemies, domestic and foreign, was itself the enemy 
not only of myself, but of every single man, woman, and child alive. And that the empire of capitalism is the Antichrist. It is un-American by its very principle. Having hijacked the concept of the United States of America from its previous incarnation. And there is nothing constitutional, legal, or ethical about any of its conduct, organization, or structure since the 1920s. We find ourselves in that same very situation. And like that, the usurpers, the civil war fighters, the traitors, or the rebels, or the revolutionaries, or the junta, or the coup d'etat, or the insurgents, will be a unethical, illegal in all ways occult and evil group and system itself. I make no exceptions or excuses for this reality. It is a snake eating another snake. Forever Babylon wages war on Babylon. Forever do the kings kill each other for the throne. Do not be caught up in this. Look inward for your kingdom of heaven. Give no oaths, but let the yea be yea and the nay be nay. And render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and render unto God what is God. Remember, all is a vanity, and there is no heroism in war. There is only savagery and the concentration of hate and evil. That being said, you will hear the names Patriot Movement. You will hear the name American Movement. You will hear the name the Republic, the Democracy, the Anti-Fascists, etc., etc., etc. For it is truly evil to lie, and only the evil can exist in a lie. Every single group is just a means for violent extremism and the indulgence of savagery. What happened in the Middle East with ISIS, the Syrian armies, the moderate extremists, the different Muslim brotherhoods, the, the, the militant death squads of Shia and Sunni, the different groups of Kurds, 
and Ba'athists and Iraq, the Iranian and Iraqi uh, wars that lasted for a decade, for example, will happen in the United States. It will happen in the United States. It will balkanize. It will be as severe as those conditions. Replacing Islam will be the concept of America. What is American? Who is the real American? What is true America? And each will consider themselves a patriot to justify their hatred and extermination of the other. This was psychological warfare perfected by the CIA and the Rothschild war cartels against the Muslim peoples first. To perfect it in an abstract concept where no matter how much evidence was clearly available through the constant monitoring and news reporting of a modern world with its technological apparatuses, the cameras, the vlogs, the uh, investigative research, the publishing um, of this truth by independent sources, the whistleblowers like Julian Assange and um, Bradley Manning, these people would never be believed because the extremism and the ignorance compete with each other to blind everyone, regardless of the decade. It is now 2022, and I am aghast at finding out and realizing that millions of people in the world have no memory of what happened in Syria circa 2014-2018. I am fucking shocked that millions of people have no clue what has been happening around the globe. When it comes to war, when it comes to, say, the situation even the Ukraine and Russia, although all eyes seem to be looking there, very few people realize it's been going on for eight Full years because people are fucking stupid so I have no mistake or exception that no matter how much information and truth exists out here millions of Americans will still walk right into the fire of their own funeral pyres by backing various extremist forces until there's literally running gun battles in major city streets. That is exactly what will happen in 10 years. And if you don't fucking believe me, look at the riots from, 28, from 2019 to 2020, or 2021. And it was only by, I would say, an amazing fortune that those did not become massive gang battles or riots or uh, they're already riots but actual okay corral type fucking uh, streets of Fallujah type urban warfare exercises between various militia groups and urban uh, you know um, gangs and shit like that I'm very very surprised that did not happen uh, to the point that I'm very relieved it didn't but 
am actually leaning toward the fact that it probably did and it was covered up in the news because of just how corrupt the news has turned to be or has now been proven to be that there could be open gun battles happening between various groups and no one would be the wiser because the information is fully throttled from the Department of Justice to the bottom from the very top to the bottom Uh, for example the 2017 Las Vegas mass shooting at the um, uh, the uh, the country concert from the hotel, the Mandalay Bay uh, Hotel, um, was 100% in my research a Saudi Arabian assassination attempt against the prince, the ruler of Saudi Arabia, from his brother, hiring mercenaries um, as well as importing the actual secret service and special forces of Saudi Arabia's military itself to conduct a literal running gun battle through the streets of Las Vegas. Absolutely do I believe that. Um, and, and the entire story was a cover-up and a false flag created by the FBI, specifically, um, but with obviously experience through factors like the CIA and their control of the, the news market or everything like that, uh, mass media. And so it's going to be like that this year moving forward. And there's very little that can be done because it's the great reset of eras. The people who have been oppressed, abused, uh, maimed, mutilated, imprisoned, uh, uh, basically just abused in every single way of the human rights through the military itself are going to get their revenge. They're going to get their spiritual and moral revenge. And this is not new. Um, for example, there's a very poignant X-Files episode I watched recently called The Walk about disabled veterans and the actual uh, abusive nature of the military just institution itself and the concept of these soldiers being sacrificed uh, for the upper brass, as they're called, or the government of the military itself the officer cadre and to know that this has existed since the, since the civil war since the civil war since this existed for hundreds of years this abuse of the soldier class of the warrior class of the actual military caste as it's constantly born in every generation to the point of not even recognizing its dignity or existence uh, beyond the actual war theater itself, it's going to bite it in the ass. It's going to be the the fucking snake that was raised for Rome. Uh, it will be the serpent that bites the breast of America, Columbia, the the Luciferian female goddess of America, bites her breast and lays her low. Will be the adder that she raised. And, and breastfed and gave training to and gave the funding and the dreams and the aspirations to simply to keep it as a snake or a pet. It'll be absolutely that um, that turnabout, for example, in Rome when the Praetorian Guard killed the emperor and then auctioned off this, the, the, the throne uh, for better pay, for money, because it's the serpent that was raised that will be its own destruction. 
So moving into it, we'll get into the actual real-world examples of what's going on. Um, the power grid. So the power grid in America is being attacked. And the, you know, conspiracy people, the extreme, uh, not the extremists, the conspiracy people, the people on the extreme uh, side of the spectrum are saying that it's the government committing false flags. Um, you know, the Alex Jones types, the Infowar types are going to say that this is a government false flag, a PSYOP, where the government is paying people to shoot up, literally shoot up, uh, the, the power grid system of America. And they are doing this to black out, uh, red states or red voting areas of America, the Republican areas of America, for those of the foreigners who don't know about the red versus blue color tribalism, the psyop that they've been trying to play with the Hegelian dialectic, and that this will be uh, completely the government, uh, another government abuse, right, against its own people, a false flag, did the Waco or the Oklahoma City bombing, which, like I said, I give those people credit, there is a lot of suspicious activity, and a lot of rightful thinking in thinking the government did the Oklahoma City bombing, etc. But, I feel intuitively this this is the first step of the American Civil War 2.0 of the second American Revolution. Absolutely, these are the shots heard round the world. This is the Boston Massacre. This is the Boston Tea Party of the 21st century. Power grids have been attacked within the last week in North Carolina and Washington State and in many states in between. Oregon has had its power structures attacked. There were sophisticated attacks. They involved chains being looped to ground out high power wires, uh, trucks used to batter down and uh, roll over uh, gates and, and defensive infrastructures, armor-piercing rounds, automatic weaponry. This is to create not only the mass blackouts, not only the physical damage to the power stations themselves, but it's to send a message. It's to send a message that in these areas, the authority is no longer in the actual, like literally, it's no longer in the power companies. It's no longer in the federal government, which if anyone has lived in America, the utility companies are apparatuses of the government. Absolutely. They were incorporated and the Homeland Security Acts and that they are critical infrastructure. They are literally, uh, they're privately owned and for-profit state apparatuses. They are the literal lifelink to the living conditions of being American, which is they are ample and abundant electricity that is basically free. If it weren't for the capitalistic world that America tries to pretend is universally, you know, necessary. Because you didn't have to pay for it, 
but they force you to because it is 100% what being American means is to constantly have something electronic or electrical uh, within your possession. Constantly charged, constantly chargeable, to never be in the dark ages, to never be off the grid. This is an attack specifically on the grid. This is a this is a clear declaration that the American frontier lifestyle is pushing back, is fighting back, finally. And this will be the great schism between real Americans, quote-unquote real Americans, and the fake Americans, or the enemy. What is America? Is it modernity? Is it progress? Is it industry? Is it electricity? Is it privatization? Is it capitalism? Or is it a more primitive, rugged individualism, an off-grid survival ethic, a mountain man, for lack of a better word, uh, lifestyleism, where individual freedom comes at the cost of modernity, of the grid, of the power system, of the actual who's in power, wh- who's getting power, who's delivering power, how is power received. Now, 100 years ago, the answer was very clear. Big cities, modernity, industry, infrastructure, um, that was the perceived ideal of America with the construction of the Hoover Dam, with the Tennessee Valley River Authority uh, creating, or Tennessee Valley Authority, TVA, creating electrical grid systems, dams, uh, power lines across the country with the creation of the highway system. Um, These things all happened because of the events of the 1930s. What we will start seeing is the dismantling of these things to return to nature in the 2030s. Because these things have been declared the enemy. Infrastructure is symbolic of the enemy, of the urbanite, of the urban, progressive, uh, and translated to be uh, moralist, uh, untrustworthy, predatory, foreign, uh, evil, monstrous, freakish, taboo populations and lifestyles as the small town, country, rural populations are seen as idyllic bastions of holy, godly living. And with the exact same fervor, strength, and guerrilla tactics that these men of the military caste were trained to battle and fight against in the Middle East in Afghanistan, in the Sub-Saharan Africans, in the uh, Far East Asians territory of the Philippines, for example. 
They have seen with their own eyes the strength of these tactics, the power of these groups over individual hearts and minds, the psychological dedication of a Taliban fighter, of a Mujahideen, of a ISIS member who lives primarily off-grid illegally as an outlaw but still strikes fear, survives, and is in fact victorious against the quote-unquote empire of modernity, of high technology, of science, of industry, of seemingly limitless amounts of money, allies, and, and power when it comes to the globe. But that doesn't mean fucking shit when you're actually walking up a mountainside taking sniper fire. Because that is true power. It is the confidence of God, of the belief in God, of a belief in any God that is connected to nature, that is connected to the universe in that sense, versus the God of modernity, of the God of urbanity, of the God of progress, a God that needs power outlets, a God that doesn't, uh, that needs internal sewer systems, that needs to use plumbing and things like that. Uh, this same sentiment, for example, is expressed in Apocalypse Now, uh, when Martin Sheen's opening monologue, when he wakes up in bed and he's like, every day I'm in this hotel, I grow weaker. Every day Charlie's in the bush, he grows stronger. The idea that that did not influence the American GI, the American himself, is also shared in, say, Native Americans. That Americans, when they fought Native Americans, were so impressed by their abilities, by their skills, by their uh, prowess at living off the land, and and that they that they named literally everything in their military after these Native Americans because spiritually they are what we seek as ideals to exist in. The United States military, for example, is modeled after both Native American tactics and um, power structures. Uh, the Navy, for example, calls its medium enlisted leaders uh, chiefs. Chiefs. It's not even an exception. They call them chiefs. It's because they are the chiefs of these tribes, of these various different organized labor tribes, these skilled labor tribes, etc. These little bands. Now, this goes on and on and on about how the American soldier is going to be the one who is ironically the destroyer of America using these primitive, if not ancient, ancient understandings of life and strength and um, embodying them, right? Literally embodying them. Because, like Alvin Toffler, Professor Alvin Toffler said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn and unlearn and relearn. And the American soldier, the American military caste, has mastered learning, unlearning, and relearning. Their very survival depended on it for the last 20 years, and an inevitably losing war that the greatest military power was defeated on in an asymmetric war that had no ability to win 
at every attempt at it to win met failure and death and destruction. The only ones adaptable are no longer the city modern progressives of science and academia, but the real warriors of America who are more skilled as engineers, who are more skilled as tacticians, who are more skilled as strategists and leaders of men than anyone in a modern American city. Anyone. There is not a teacher. There is not a professor. There is not a public servant. There is not a bureaucrat. There's not an engineer for a private company that can match the military adaptability as trained and learned through experience after 20 years of grueling asymmetric warfare in the Middle East. You can't tell me that someone who works for the city power company can outmaneuver and outplan a special forces veteran who has learned the guerrilla warfare tactics from the Taliban on how to damage and sabotage um, infrastructure in rural environments. They don't teach that shit in schools. They don't talk about that shit in their little golf games, in their little, little Freemason meetings. And when you don't got lights in your Freemason building, it's pretty hard to have your little secret group meetings, right? In private. And all the shit that they've been built around for the last 100 years is total control and immunity to any kind of persecution or hardship. And that hardship is going to be delivered like a boot to the balls or a fucking uh, knee to the neck. Like Zagba Belinsky said, that that when you when you realize that politics is a boot crushing your balls, then you may realize the truth. Because it, that's what power is. Now this alone won't be the beginning of the end. This is just one part of it. The second part of it is natural disasters. Because like the Dust Bowl, the Great Depression was solidified in the actual cataclysmic climate of the 1930s that made everything much more real and much more difficult Because, like I said, it's a complete return to Mother Nature. And Mother Nature is a bitch. And just to kind of clarify uh, for history, uh, for those listening to the podcast, when it's released as well as in the future, to understand the current state of the American federal government as it's being ran by the Biden administration is to understand the inevitability of the Civil War because how, how at odds it is not only with the traditional American value system of the American people, 
but also up front about this transgression and rejection of quote-unquote traditional values. And the open hostility in which it's done um, against all odds and against even the weakness of its own presentation. Uh, it is so tone deaf. It is so insane and um, contrarian to any logical way that it's just ignored by most people in the patriot movement, for example, it's refused to be acknowledged because just how disgusting it really is and how weak it is. And on the left side, the leftist side, it's dismissed as uh, propaganda by the right because its reality is just so obviously uh, destructive to their own public relations. For example, the... <laughs> Deputy of Assistant Secretary in the Office of Nuclear Energy, which is an actual department, organization, federal government, you know, uh, executive branch, you know, part of the monolith that is the United States of America, uh, bureaucracy, right, of Homeland Security itself, right, of the Office of Nuclear Energy, a man named Sam Brinton, right? A publicly cross-dressing transvestite who is into what they call puppy play uh, or pooch play, which is the leather subculture of uh, leather gay fetishism, but in the form of men acting and dressing as dogs uh, for various BDSM style lifestyleism um, this man who has apparently a top secret security clearance to head a major federal government body of historic importance that of being nuclear energy right um, this individual has a felony warrant issued for his arrest because they have committed not one, but two counts of robbery, stealing luggage from airports, which is a felony crime across state lines, uh, first at a Minneapolis airport and now at a Las Vegas airport, in which he it's, it's charged that he stole a woman's luggage, presumably to wear her underwear and clothing. Um, this is documented on film. This is absolutely real. And this was someone that was promoted and sponsored by the Biden administration over the last two years as a progressive, uh, positive role model to the LGBTQ plus queer community, rainbow flag, fucking uh, Luciferian cabal, whatever, uh, of, of united uh, fucking faggots or whatever. Uh, the, the legion of faggots, I guess they're, they're going to be fucking called from now on. Um, that these fucking faggots, uh, and, and just absolutely fucking, um, enemies of all things decent and, and, and moderation, um, crawled out of the fucking rock that he was in as a freak show, because this is how little they respect even the 
public image of a once powerful nation when it comes to international prestige and reputation. It is completely throwing out all conventional, traditional understandings of power and respect and prestige and you know importance of of anything, political leaders, right? Male or female, political leaders in a very extravagant and obviously hedonistic favoritism to perverts. They gave a top secret security clearance to a kleptomaniac transvestite. This is who leads our country, either openly out of the closet or not. This is the sentiment that is running the federal government. That it does not matter if it's right or wrong historically. In fact, we are intentionally trying to get across the fact that we don't care and wish to actively violate reality, right and wrong, traditional, normal, uh, normative type understandings of power structures as they've been in place subverting them without embracing of taboos unorthodoxy and non-normativity as a social experiment and a literal rejection of those great Americans before us are the majority of our own country because we want to cater to uh, literally Trans people are less than 2% of the population. And as we know, the country is ruled by 1%. To them, that makes a majority wish uh, 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 worth indulging. Because they are only 1% at maximum who occupy any of these offices or any positions of wealth and power that perversions and rarities like the social insanity that is transvestism uh, is seen as a majority opinion and the face of the future the face of America or the face of a republic that democratically is supposed to represent the real people of all 50 states these people like Sam uh, oh, sorry, yeah, Sam Brinton, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, etc., cannot possibly win any war, let alone a civil war. They are going to be destroyed in this upcoming civil war, just like the King of France, Louis XIV, and his mistress, uh, Mary Antoinette, were decapitated and physically destroyed in the French Revolution. These sissies who have grown so complacent and hedonistic that they think men should wear pantyhose are so out of touch with the absolute desperation, poverty, hardship, and real primal reality that they forced they forced the modern generation of modern last 21st century decades of men in America into. And by the very serpent that they have raised to strike their enemies, to defend this ungodly travesty of a lifestyle that they embrace, 
are through their inept nepotism and corruption. Uh, pedophilia, for example, does not produce brave men. It does not produce strong men. It produces hedonistic, corrupt, ruined families, mental illness in their women. It produces things like suicide, gender confusion, uh, heightened instances of homosexuality. And remember, homosexuals do not breed. They cannot keep lineages of estates or dynasties strong. Remember, money is the ultimate evil and corrupts absolutely. And these people are moneyed to an extreme. They are the seats of power and money, and all of that power is corrupting them internally. They are wishing to instigate and provoke the violence that will ultimately destroy them because their impulses are so mentally ill that suicide is the, one, is the only thing that they truly desire, is to be destroyed. They are so unnatural, they are such abominations to this world that it is inevitable for them to be the, their own, to sow the own seeds of their destruction. Also, hysterically enough, regardless of it is internally just the PR mistake of the American military uh, to try to court recruitment in gays, especially the homosexual population of the leather culture and uh, pup culture, as previously mentioned, into recruiting and enlisting in the military as type of a Fuck it, I have no idea. Okay, so basically, let me just lay it out and try to explain it afterwards. It's, gonna, it's not going to make any sense if you don't know what it is. So I'll just say it out loud. Over Twitter, um, a number of accounts have sprung up. And remember, Twitter is not new, so I assume you know how it works. You sign up, make an account, etc. You don't have to use your real name, and there's no way really to verify or track it is you. But these people have created dozens of accounts where they are wearing their military uniforms and fetish gear together on military bases or in very accurately photoshopped situations. And they are endorsing it as if though the military is promoting gay, aberrant fetish lifestyles called pup play and its special forces and active duty army officers as well as Navy officers, etc., they are doing this because enlistment is so low, rock bottom, that they are failing to meet even the lowest liberal quotas set in a post-war period of the Gulf War. It is, it is either that or it's a psychological operation that's extremely effective performed by the Chinese. I can only assume the Chinese or maybe one of uh, the Middle Eastern forces or hopefully... Uh, Russia, because if our real enemies are doing it, they are fucking great at psychological operations and kicking America's ass, as well as um, absolutely accurate in their in their understanding of of how to shape American perception. And I have to tip my hat at that and respect them for being able to strike at the heart of what is wrong with America itself. The fact that it has fully evolved into a out-of-the-closet, unashamed, gay, evil version of itself. Where it's not even the holistic and divinely touched uh, ideas of 
uh, homosexuality or homoeroticism, but rather the fetishistic uh, perversions of the extreme minorities of that minority. And to be promoting it through Twitter, to be promoting it through social media, and have it not be censored by the military, the same military that censors uh, images of dead soldiers, for example, that made it illegal to take photographs of coffins returning from the Middle East with American flags draped on them, for example. The same uh, uh, highly cultured, uh, cultivated public relations machine of the military did not allow um, its secrets to be leaked out. But to have this be literally on the front page of Twitter trending under U.S. Army hashtags. There is... the. This is literally like the fall of Rome. This is literally seeing Rome fall to the barbarian. And to realize it's because the centurions and the legionaries uh, and the stati and the triare, they were phased out long ago. The real men of Rome were phased out long ago. That the men who brought Caesar to power were long dead. And that replacing them, wearing their uniforms, were a bunch of big city faggots and fucking queers who would rather spend time in the gymnos or the bathhouse than they were actually training for war or learning the art of war or even just preparing for a real physical fight, thinking that their pomp and circumstance and uniform were more important than the actual mastery of courage, discipline, and, um, you know, unity and rank. And that they think that, the, that their vanity uh, will, be, will be lifted up even higher by assuming the rank of such a prestigious traditional role. Um, it would look good on a resume to join the army for politicians. It would look good... Um, on a resume for a, a, a professional cast, a merchant cast, to become, uh, in, you know, ingratiated with such traditional valor and honor. This is the fall of Rome 101. This is the fall of Rome happening right before my very eyes once again. And to think that those people have a chance at defeating their own countrymen in war and actual life and death combat and actual mud and blood and guts firefights city fighting in the fields and the forests <coughs> that is absolutely ludicrous to think they even have a chance that these men wouldn't be crucified to the closest telephone pole after they are caught literally fucking each other that they wouldn't have their skulls crushed in or their throats slit by any religious group who took them prisoner for the very fact that they were who they are by the fact they do not see that their very lifestyle disgusts and, and is rejected by over 80% of the population on principle 
let alone in the extremes of war fighting, that they wouldn't be lit on fire and have an American flag shoved up their ass. And that's just for starters. To get into the full lexicon and library of what is to await these deviants in the upcoming Civil War era. Would be to explain to the American colonists what is waiting for the American who goes to fight the Native American, the First Nationer, who goes to the West, and to describe the hatred that waits for them, the arrow, the tomahawk, the scalp, the fire. For that is what's going to happen to the uniformed American federal soldier when they enter into the guerrilla warfare of the American Revolution 2.0. To describe to the British officer in his red coat what will happen to him when he crosses into the colonial war into the guerrilla war against the Minutemen to have his mind and body destroyed by reality it is inevitable that this version of the United States of America will burn and rise no more Now, moving away from the obvious, uh, the growing civil war between the Americans, the right-left divide is doing its intended effect of driving Americans further at their throats, and eventually you will see the results of such a foreign occupation as seen in Afghanistan and Iraq, as well as the many other Um, hot fire zones of the fucking um, of the world right these war zones these conflict areas the tribes and tribal warfare it's like Africa South America for example you will see them progressively in the first world you'll see them in America you'll also see them say across the EU in France in Germany in Italy in uh, Britain, you'll see them in Japan, you'll see them in China, you'll see them in Russia even, you'll see them across every single country as the people turn on each other, having been driven into a frenzy that they are not able to exercise healthily. It's a mental illness, a massive global uh, shared madness. Except for the elect, the ones that are wise enough to realize that it's all a vanity. There is no such thing as victory. There is no such thing as utopia. There is no such thing as a good murder. 
there is no such thing as a righteous kill. There is no such thing as a uh, a positive genocide, or there is no such thing as justice in that sense. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That it is just the endless burning of Babylon. Babylon fighting Babylon. And it will start from the grassroots. It will start from these rural environmentalists. The what? The ironic thing is that there are two kinds of environmentalists. There are the environmentalists that wish to uh, fascistly negate and control the environment from their cities, their smart cities. And there will be the environmentalists who wish to destroy all of industrial mankind. And to return to a uh, platonic... Uh, Jeffersonian and the Americans uh, historical way of understanding it farm owning rural uh, you know uh, gentry landed gentry as well as the balkanization and the dissolution of the uh, United States federal system to allow each state to become its own private state uh, kingdom basically its own private nation uh, with its own rules, unique cultures, etc. That is inevitable, inevitable. Uh, across Europe, nations will arise of peoples and ethnicities that were t- originally given independence by increasingly oppressive state systems that are hypocritically failing their own uh, postmodern uh, neoliberal ethical tests of giving voices to minorities, of letting the quote-unquote immigrant or the identity politics of uh, the 21st century be the sacred calf that everyone wishes to worship in a Republican model of government. Uh, Catalonia in Spain, for example, and their massive amount of oppression that a nation such as Spain is giving a democratically selected uh, country is going underreported, for example, and that's going to lead to crisis. Uh, Germany, for example, is becoming further and further schismed from those with political power, those in the quote-unquote politically correct spectrum of things, and literal, uh, literally people who are charged with extremism for learning their own country's history. And this, there are just many self-same standards. The Chinese view their own citizens as public enemies when they are um, simply refusing to go along with the ever-increasing demands of quarantine, isolation, etc. Not that they are actively revolting, not that they actively criticize or hate their own government or state, but that they are just unwilling to continually be bullied or told what to do, that they wish to just direct their own affairs um, simply to be able to go outside their home and shop or to visit their friends and family. Uh, These basic human needs are considered outlaw when states get that much power and um, it will only be a righteous civil war in the sense that at least the very evil nations of the EU, of China, communist China, for example, of the United States of America, will be destroyed, but not that they are going to be destroyed by anyone good. They are going to be destroyed by basically a warrior caste that is um, 
been maimed and, and discarded, as well as the organized crime cast and the uh, the predatory, ambitious uh, members of the generations that have been excluded against their will or outside of their influence and power structure. It is going to be a literal definition of chaos where the existing law and order system is seen as an enemy and only the enemies of that law and order system are allowed rule and power to become the new law and order. And that will be basically what it says a, a warlord system a, you know, a, a, a paramilitary guerrilla system, the modern American Taliban uh, rising in Christian fundamentalism, um, all of it, all of it, environmental fascist extremists like Ted Kaczynski, um, urban gang lords uh, like, say, in Chicago or in L.A. That, that arise from literally the third world conditions with gangs of 100,000 or more. Uh, armed members of drug dealers and narco cartels in America, this will happen. Undoubtedly, this will happen. Um, the extremes of law and order of, of existing police states as they enforce draconian and even secret police judicial executions or extrajudicial executions, this will happen. Absolutely, that will happen. There will be genocides. There will be uh, massacres. There will be uh, terrorist attacks. There will be... Uh, damage to the infrastructure, the complete resetting the structure of everything that was built up 100 years ago tearing it down, returning it to a primordial state I make these predictions uh, with no hesitation that will absolutely happen it happened over there, it will happen over here, the same way that ISIS blew up Palmyra um, American extremists will destroy uh, historical aspects of America, same way, go through museums, loot, uh, destroy uh, important documents, and, and etc. Maybe even the Constitution itself will fall victim to it. Um, these things are absolutely destined to happen. Um, and the, the reversion to a new world order, a super state, a utopia of foreign control, will not occur. In fact, it'll be a devolution, it'll be a return to the feudal system. And all intents and purposes of it, it'll be a feudal system. As the bulk of humanity has existed inside. That will always be the case. As that is the organic nature of mankind. At least until we decide collectively to allow a greater power extraterrestrials are an AI to govern us and unite us, but then that's trading hundreds of different state systems for one massive state system, and all it's incomplete and imperfection. Which also is inevitable. One before the other. Weather, the natural disasters, the new dust bowl will occur. It will come to be. It will come to pass. Currently, for example, weather patterns are existing in extremes where they never have existed before. 
and this is completely covered up and underreported by the mainstream media. For example, in this last month alone, December of 2022, there has been a tornado called a snow-nado because it occurred during a snowstorm in Shandong Peninsula, China. When did China ever start getting tornadoes? Well, they got them now, and they're happening all year round. If you actually look up Chinese tornadoes, you realize it's a surmounting natural hazard. And tornadoes can quickly cripple infrastructure and urbanity. Much of America's Tornado Alley, for example, has nothing but yearly stories of tragedies and cataclysms, resulting in many, many losses lives and sometimes even entire wholesale destructions of communities. Earthquakes are happening in Africa. For example, a United States geological or geological society uh, seismometer read an M5.5 earthquake hitting Gabon in Africa on December 4th, 2022. It happened at a depth of 3.6 kilometers, 2.2 miles. Now, I know a lot of people who are listeners of this show also know that a lot of these seismic activities, the earthquakes, are intentionally caused as weapons of war or as side effects to subterranean nuclear blasts, either to carve out installations like bunkers um, that could be used for extraterrestrial, ultraterrestrial, cryptoterrestrial, human usage, military usage, or generally... Um, the, the, the collateral effects of war between those races, those factions, in the subterranean domain. While that is a possibility, is the M5.5 is the exact, is approximately the seismic impact of a nuclear or atomic weapon, remember that the seismic and tectonic activities of the Earth are also natural. And that they are also indicative of volcanic activities that no being has control over. Just the natural hazards of an ever-forming and terraforming surface of a Dyson Sphere called Earth. In Japan, strong explosions accompanied by volcanic lightning were registered at the Sakurajima Volcano. On December 3rd. So keep in mind that Japan has active volcanoes that have been active the last few years. And just like Hawaii, with currently the Monaleo volcano, one of the largest volcanoes on Earth, being active and forming lava spews, that no matter if it's 2022, Volcanoes are serious 
natural disasters. They can do everything from blacking out the sun and causing many ice ages. To rendering massive amounts of airspace impassable. If you want to quickly plunge a world into the dark ages, volcanic activity and volcanism is the surefire way of doing it. Planes become unoperable. Aircraft become inoperable. That ash and soot block roads. And the cloud cover is toxic producing acid rain, killing any forestation or foliage or vegetation it reaches. You can turn a lush and verdant valley into the landscape of the moon with a single volcanic blast that would take decades to recover from. With so much volcanic activity in the world, remember that the Yosemite volcano, the Supercordova, was only mitigated temporarily with a nuclear detonation underneath, plunging its very high volume of liquid magma away from the weakest surface crust area and into a subterranean ocean. But because the very nature of the subterranean ocean would cool and form a new shell and crust with the dispelled magma, the relief would only be temporary. And the Yosemite Supercaldera Supercaldera, sorry, Supercaldera is still a potential world ending natural calamity natural cataclysm on the horizon I remember any one of these events if they happen in the United States are critically to the right part of the world, could easily, permanently change the power balance currently occupied by the New World Order. Massive highway landslides in Piranha, Brazil, due to the astounding amount of rain. This is not a small landslide. It swept away 21 vehicles. And buried a stretch of roadway through the Amazon jungle under tens of feet of mud and sediment.
Flash flooding happened around the world due to the excess rainfall which is being covered up globally by the mainstream media. In Johannesburg, 14 people were dead and 3 missing as a flash flood hit the Juxke River. Remember, South Africa went through the greatest drought it had ever had in the history of its nation. Very recently. Almost entirely running out of drinking water. In Colombia, the same fate as in Brazil, where 12 people have lost their lives after a landslide buried a bus in Colombia's Resaralda province. Also in the Amazon. A strong earthquake hit Java, Indonesia. It was an M6 on December 6, 2022 at a depth of 6.2 miles. And remember that Indonesia has over 100 million people. Jakarta is larger than Manhattan and New York City. If one of these massive earthquakes were to hit there, the casualty count could easily be in the 100s of thousands. The Pacific Rim is lighting up. Taupau Volcano in New Zealand is active with earthquakes ranging at M5.6 followed by numerous aftershocks destroying 65.6 feet of shoreline in Werowaka Lake Tapau, New Zealand. 600 aftershocks followed this massive earthquake in Lake Tapau, New Zealand. Which, by the way, could easily recreate the conditions of Christchurch earthquake. And if you underestimate the damage that the Christchurch earthquake caused, you just were not aware of it or weren't there yourself. A first world nation brought off the grid to its knees with one single earthquake. There are earthquake swarms being reported in Alaska at the Takawanga volcano. To bring it back to the United States, although to the furthest eastern edges of it. There have been tornadoes reported this month hitting the Middle East. 
with a very large tornado hitting Ross Lafon and Qatar. This was 50 miles north of the capital, Doha, Qatar. This happened on December 7th, 2022. There's also increased seismic activity under the Michin Volcano in Colombia. Severe flash flooding hit Lesbon and Portugal, leaving at least one person dead. These rains are underreported and neglected in the media circles, although climate change seems to be the hot ticket for all the New World Order speakers, the World Economic Forum leaders, the Club of Rome, etc. The fact that they are powerless to stop the heavy amount of flooding ravaging areas in Italy, in the UK, in Portugal, in France, that we see in the news cycles over and over again. Tell us it's not in the direction that they intend on, which is a massive, massive desertification, but rather leading towards a worldwide flooding. As even areas of the Middle East have experienced massive surges of rainfall. Fireballs were also seen across many major nations with a major fireball. Remember that word, fireball, rather than comets or meteor, which is what they are. And if any of these would impact or strike, the results would be unimaginably devastating in an urban environment. Remember the great destructive occurrence of Tunguska in Russia, although for the great fortune, it happened literally in the middle of Siberia. But if that had happened over Moscow, there wouldn't be a single standing building in the Kremlin. There may or may not be any connection to this, and the fact that both Klaus Schwab and Washington, D.C., Klaus Schwab visited Washington, D.C. at the same time that Elon Musk visited Washington, D.C. That may be a coincidence if we believed in coincidences, but intelligence will suggest that they were being briefed as two major wealthy entrepreneurs of the world with a massive amount of influence and infrastructure, one in the EU and the other in the USA, but being two sides of the same capitalist coin on the cataclysms occurring and that will be predicted to occur in the near future.
and that you get themselves briefed on what to do their marching orders by their masters and these deeper cabals that being the Washington D.C. military pentagon who no doubt use these two merely as puppets Klaus Schwab was so upset by the information he received that he purportedly suffered a heart attack. This is in the news, Klaus Schwab suffers a heart attack in Washington, D.C. One day later, from this Washington, D.C. visit, Elon Musk tweeted a image of a rocket ship acting as Noah's Ark with two of every animal being led up into this rocket ship with the caption Starship takes beings of Earth to Mars posted at 2.48 a.m. on December 5th, 2022 Along with this, because of the private investigators who track plane flights, we know that Elon was not alone. Heading to Washington, D.C., there was multiple VIP military aircraft heading that way as well, all converging to the city, the capital, on Saturday evening. As told, this was because the Pentagon was telling their two contacts in the economic spheres, Klaus Schwab and Elon Musk, the briefings of their technical instrumentations, the readings they have regarding not only the natural cataclysms, but also the intelligence gathered on the upcoming Second American Civil War. It's us versus them, them being the top brass of all these corrupted organizations, including, as I've said before, mind the doublespeak, this is not something impossible to understand, that the United States of America is the enemy of the American people. And in this scenario will be the defeated tower of power, will be the falling tower of power, will be the defeated king whose crown is taken and replaced with the new United States of America and the new United States military, which is made up of the old United States military who has killed itself, killed its corrupt self, and eaten its own corpse. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, the new rising from the corpse and the uh, cremated corpse of its older version, its older... uh, corrupted, aged corpse.
call it what you will, the upcoming cataclysm, the Adam and Eve crisis, the um, Great Reset, the cyclical apocalypse, the mud flood. They are preparing for it. The Dust Bowl was one such occasion. And while we only talk about the Dust Bowl, there were more floods, there were more earthquakes, there were more great disasters within the 1920s and 30s. And even prior to that, that get eclipsed by such a massive multi-state, nationwide, food chain destroying, not disrupting, destroying disaster of the drought that hit the Midwest and radically reshaped how everything was established in America because no longer could we resort and rely on small town farmers to locally source our food chain needs but had to rely on corporate farms controlled by massive banks and other Western scientific industrial methods of creating what we know as the American life. Big brands, uh, uh, shipping uh, product across the states, uh, the massive bottling in factories, food factories, for example, the massive production of food factories, uh, the, the organization and creation of big meat, for example, the fact that all steak is only uh, butchered in four locations in America and then distributed elsewhere. Uh, the idea of, like, basically the death of the mom-and-pop independent farmer as a lifestyle, as an actual American lifestyle, a career. many ways, as in the days of Noah, the end times are repeating. And while I've always said, be wary of fear porn, be wary of those that wish to keep you afraid. Be wary of those that wish to keep you oppressed through mental slavery. That the sky is falling. I never have said to ignore when the sky actually does fall. And it would behoove you, listeners, whatever your role or position in the future you plan to have, to remember that survival is really the most important 
element of this. Not to martyr yourself. Not to risk your life foolishly. Not to lose it meaninglessly. But to survive and try to learn from it. And while it may be true that if a disaster happens somewhere, it does not affect you, you get away with it. In time, it will. Everything is connected in ways that cannot be explained or understood by the human mind. And a natural disaster that happens in Indonesia, hypothetically, will ripple like the wings of a butterfly, create the hurricanes across oceans, ripple not only physically across the universe or the environment of the world, but ripple spiritually as well. That being said, to practice mindfulness, to practice that transcendental state of being versus isolationism, which is the poison that will kill the extremists both ways. The failure to transcend, the failure to understand, the failure to create peace. Not only within themselves, but each other. Only then can you have a chance at truly thriving in this situation, this chaos, rather than just merely surviving. If you transcend this era, these hardships, and see the true meaning of the hardships you do have to experience to create a greater compassion and understanding of the hardships that we all will be subject to as a species for eternity. That when your house is destroyed by Mother Nature, by God, by the environment, by climate change, whatever, know that your society has destroyed the homes of others. Know that strangers have had their homes destroyed very much the same way, and you ignored them. This is karma. And you can turn it to dharma by embracing it, by seeing it for what it is, for sharing in it. There is no way of saving yourself from the hardships, from the disasters, from falling victim, if that is your destiny to fall victim to it. But you can prevent yourself from falling into evil, from falling into greed, from falling into fear, from falling into your basic primal instincts of savagery, but only by transcending your place in space and time. If you're listening to this, you are caught like a fish in a net.
You must make meaning out of your suffering and see it as greater than the individual. Seeing it in its universal context and its spiritual dimension. That's all I really have for you in this brief episode tackling the American Revolution 2.0 of the great cataclysms and crises to come as they are emerging in the news. This is a World War III update, but not a world war between countries, but between the world and us. The war with the world. The world's war on us. The world's war with us. How our karma is coming back and in this decade will hit us like a truck. That the dark timeline, which allowed evil to flourish in the shadows of imperfection and ironic unsa- unsatisfactory. I can't even think of the word right now. The ironic dissatisfaction that is truly hell for an outright annihilation would be too freeing but a prolonged stasis of mediocrity and disappointment can pass unrecognizable as the hell it truly is. And that the irony of it all was that it was an enemy action, an impact of an attack of our very past, from an enemy from our very past, using our future technology, using our future ignorance of our past, our amnesia against us. That we haven't yet truly woken up to. But this will be our wake-up call. This will shake us out of bed. This will be a rude awakening, yes. But one that every person sometimes needs one that every civilization sometimes needs one that every century sometimes needs and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger 
And if we survive what is to come this decade, what is looming on the horizon, well, then you will know it's truly survival of the fittest. Thank you very much for listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. The Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. Thank you very much for listening, for liking, for subscribing, for following, uh, for sharing all my posts, etc. that you have, that you will, that you can, and those that you will get to in the future. Follow Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan for all my social media. My web activity. Um, keep up to date. Keep notified by by following uh, my social media whenever I post, as well as my uh, actual website and my actual podcast through the podcast platforms. Follow on Spotify. Rate that shit. Rate it five stars. Rate it one star. I don't give a shit. Um, you know, just as long as you're rating, it's helping out my impression rate. It's helping out my reach. Like I said, if this is your only and last episode, thank you very much for your time and your future. If this is going to be the first of your many, thank you also. This is going to be the last of having listened to every single one of them. Thank you especially. Thank you very much for every episode that you do listen to, for every minute that you listen to. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. why I do it is to be heard the truth will always be known and it will seek to be known but it's up to you to know it thank you very much God bless you Namaste and Shalom Iron sharpens iron a friend sharpens a friend God bless you and your families. Peace out.